Mammoth Hello and welcome to Movie Autopsy. I'm Paul Culliver. And I'm Anthony McCormack. You know the guys in this movie today, Paul? They're not bad boys. No, there are a few good men. We have Russell Crowe and we have Ryan Gosling. But don't think that this movie is for the birds. I don't think they'd be very happy with you joking about their names like that. Yeah, you're right. They'd be angry. Birds. Our movie today is... The Nice Guys. I mean, this is basically a buddy cop film, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, Shane Black. Yeah. He, he's the buddy cop guy. Uh, well and truly. Writer and director of this movie. He So he wrote Lethal Weapon 1 and 2, is that right? I Yeah, this is, I think he was a story credit in 2. So uh, by 2, he's like... You know what? I reckon this happens. La da 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 da. Go figure the rest out by yourself, ladies and gentlemen. But <laughs> you, you definitely can watch too and get. You know, it is Shane Blackified, and and there there are certain tropes. I feel like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is another one of his, and that's a very good one. Um, and before Robert Downey Jr. was Iron Man, he was Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Like mm. that was a pretty big deal for him. Um, and. And and I feel like there are certain things that come through in a Shane Black movie. And mm. they, they were coming through in this one as well. Like, the the start of the movie, it, it's fueled with... It's, it's usually Los Angeles or some kind of, you know, making fun of that kind of city. It's fueled with, like, sex and drugs and everything's all, you know, pornography and, and, and just dripping with, like, hedonism yeah. and, and that kind of thing. And and there are there are people who are very smart, and they play on convention, Paul. And they <laughs> do they, yeah. And they they ha- they buddy up. Yeah. So <laughs> that that usually happens <laughs> okay. in one of his movies, um, because they can't do their things, you know, separately. So they, they have, have to buddy they up. They have complementing skill sets. Yes. Very good. <laughs> and so we have a buddy cop. Yes. But they're not cops. They're, got, yeah. Would you call Russell Crowe's character kind of like an enforcer? I would. Cool, good. And Ryan Gosling is you know, a private eye, private yeah. detective. Uh, and funny thing was, someone was like, oh, so this is kind of like a spiritual sequel to Lethal Weapon. I'm like, well, I guess kind of, but timeline-wise, it's set in the 70s. It's set before the Lethal Weapon films were made. You just blew my mind. Oh. You know, I, I have always kind of wanted to go back to Lethal Weapon. I haven't gone back since, you know, since... Mel, since we lost Mel Gibson, <laughs> and I imagine if people are listening to this, like since Mel Gibson has actually died, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're yeah, really confused, yeah, yeah. they're like, "When did they record this episode?" What? Yeah, no, no, Mel Gibson has not died, in, you know, physically. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> he hasn't physically died. Hasn't physically died. He's brain dead though. But it it becomes a real ethic ethical dilemma though. Well, can you enjoy Mel Gibson films? Yes. Can, can you I make, go back? No, well, let me make a pitch to you. Please do. That if you think about everyone that was involved in making that film. That's yes. You know yes. what I mean? Like, there's hundreds of people. Yeah. He I mean, is, Dan he's Glover. Not- Shane Black. <laughs> Shane Black, exactly. <laughs> there's at least three people involved in making a Lethal Weapon film. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, he is at most 33% of that film. I mean, if you look in the credits of um, Lethal Weapon 4, they have the photo album. And everything of all the people who are behind the scenes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. 
and and they play. Why can't we be friends? <laughs> I I have to assume that they got along really terribly the entire I time. I think <laughs> I think that was just referring to Mel Gibson's anti-Semitism. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> we're Jewish. You're Mel Gibson. Why can't we be friends? We we'll get. I mean, that's how well Lethal Weapon was cast. That you know, how many years later we're still talking? Would you do another Lethal Weapon? I think they're trying to with people who aren't. <sighs> Danny yeah, Glover and Mel Gibson. To? Do you need to? The answer is no. No. I'm going to put that to you. I, what do you think of the casting of Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe? Are these- I really liked it. Yeah. I, whoever thought, let's put these two guys together, because yeah. it's, it's, it's um, an unlikely coupling. I can see, like, Russell Crowe is like a tough, tough guy. Yeah. Like, if he is having a bad day... And he grabs her a phone, duck and cover. <laughs> Ryan Gosling, there's something about Ryan Gosling that he is, uh, you know, he's all, he, he's in these kinds of movies as a tough guy. I never quite buy it, Paul, no, because he's, he's all, just... He's a little softy, isn't he? He's very pretty. He's so pretty. He's, <laughs> although I did see, was it Sweet Crazy Love? Oh, okay. Crazy, sweet, cuckoo. A love, Punch love. drunk love. Punch drunk love. I don't know what you're talking about. He, he Ryan Gosling was in a movie uh, with Steve Carroll. Is it Carell? And, and, and Emma Stone. <laughs> Depends and, if you're talking about Steve Carroll or Steve Carell. Who, which one am I talking about? I don't know. I don't Jul- even know who Steve Carroll is. Julian. I don't know who Steve Carell is. <laughs> who is Steve Carroll? I'm talking about the one you know. Carell? Corral and Julianne Moore. Anyway, they're all in this movie together. Uh, yeah, that, and and Ryan Gosling. Right. Ryan Gosling plays that kind of guy in that movie. What, He's like, like a sweet, lovable guy. No, the opposite. Oh, like the hurt your face, your face with his fist kind of guy. I would like to see. I you know, <laughs> I I don't want to get. Let's, so you're just your list. You're just telling me about another film where he doesn't. Where he's like Let, an angry, let's not go off on wild tangents. But uh, no, I would yeah, like to see Ryan Gosling in more of the roles that they give to Adam Driver, and Adam Driver oh. in more of the roles that they give to Ryan Gosling. Okay, or maybe I don't. I don't know. The point <laughs> maybe is, there's a reason they they inhabit those roles. Yeah. Anyway, I so Ryan Gosling was in this, and I thought he was fine. This, this is the thing. <laughs> okay. This is the before we even get into spoilers. His character is a mess. Yeah, and I feel like the movie was doing a lot of finagling, a lot of tap dancing to try and make me believe that Ryan Gosling would ever be a mess. Right. Okay. You look at him and you say he's got it all worked what out. What a pretty mess. What a <laughs> what a hot, hot mess. mess. I I really like Russell Crowe in this because he's just been like, when was the last Russell Crowe film that you liked? Like A Beautiful Mind, like even the ones that you like Russell Crowe, like Man of Steel. I like Russell Crowe oh, okay, yeah. in Man of Steel. I don't really like Man of Steel, but he's been such a doubt. Like every role has been so dour. Just like oh, yeah. just can he's, we? He's been doing a bit of a Nicolas Cage. I don't think he smiled on screen for fifteen years. Yes. It's true. So it was good to. I don't think he smiled in this either, but he was funny. It was dry. It was very dry, yeah. but I liked that. So whoever went, <laughs> you know, you like Rusty going in dry. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think you're referring to his drinking. I don't know that. No, it's not even. Dry. It's, I don't even know what I dry. Want to know? Does that mean without ice? Let's get into spoilers, no, that's like Paul. Straight. Let's, straight. So what is dry? Um, 
I don't know, actually. We'll work that out before the end of the... Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. think we will figure it out. Anyway, <laughs> there's a lot of drinking in this. But yeah, I like that. I wonder whether Shane Black went, okay, let's get like a, an unlikely couple. I mean, it, it works in the sense of going, how are we going to market this movie? If you just got like two people that you go, oh, yeah, of course, just put those together. Yeah. People be like, oh, whatever. Where if they went, wait, what, Ryan, what? Sorry, did you say Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe? Oh, wow, what's that look like? Like, it intrigues, yeah. right? I I kind of think of Ryan Gosling as the next Russell Crowe. So, to oh. see them in the same movie together, it's a little oh. bit like watching William Shatner and Chris Pine together. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or or watching, what I, like, Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick right. Stewart, and James McAvoy together. All right. You look at it and you say, there's something a bit, you know, I, I just don't want them to touch. And then all of reality just starts to disintegrate. All right. Because of a well, let's paradox. get into it. Let's. Uh, there's, I mean, twists and turns. It is a detective story after all. It is. Uh, we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about it in depth. But the best way for there to be no spoilers from now on is if you've seen the movie. <clears throat> Should people see the film? I really liked it. I think you maybe didn't. I I did. I I didn't hate it. I I'm not sure I would rush to see it again. Uh, okay. Because this is what my feeling. I feel like. I, I, I was talking before about the tropes of the Shane Black movie, and I didn't want to go too much into detail. I started talking, right, and then I realised, oh, we're not even in spoilers yet, and oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll just, I'll just taper off the end of this sentence, <laughs> because usually what happens is, and and this is just like a rough guide in my head of of just mood, a feeling that you get from a Shane Black movie is the first. You know, a third of it is like sex and hedonism and drugs and everyone's having a, you know, supposedly a good time, but no one's really having a good time, Paul, and everything is terrible right. and everyone's unhappy and miserable and everything, it's bad. It's terrible. It's lousy, right? And out of that, there are two people that, that buddy up, and this is your second act, if you will. They, they buddy up and, and everything's still lousy, but at least they've got each other kind of thing. And then they usually solve some kind of major case, you know, if you will. And at that time, right, the movie is usually going so fast that you're like, I'm not even sure I know what's going on, right? right? But when they solve the major case, they usually have that scene where they, they, they crouch down under a desk or under a car or, you know, people are shooting at them, whatever. Oh, okay. But they crouch down. There's a moment of silence where they say, I think I know what's going on. Let's go through what's happened and we'll catch up <laughs> right. and we'll talk this out and we'll fit, put all the pieces together, right? Mm. And then that happens and then that sets you up for a third act, right. which is just like, we're going to just go into the enemy's base with this machine gun and just kill them all because yeah. we've got nothing to lose. That's That, to me, is a Shane Black movie. Okay. If you say, we're going to see a Shane Black movie, I think, oh, great, so third act, nothing to lose, you know? Right. I, I'm di- Are you I, saying this happened or didn't happen in Nice Guys? I'm saying what I feel happened in the Nice Guys is that the exact moment where I started figuring out what was actually happening, and I was like, oh, okay, so we're about to have the third act. Mm. The credits started rolling, and I thought, hang on a second. I think that was the third act. I think the movie just finished. Yeah, surely the third act is when they go and retrieve the... I mean, it's the end, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> the final scenes. <laughs> but I... Yeah. On. Yeah. I, I, it, it ended very suddenly for me. Oh, that's interesting. 
I've thought, like, if anything, um, I thought the shootout at Ryan Gosling's home was like the fi- was like the big. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, like you've got you've got everyone there. You've got Russell and Ryan. You've got um, you've got the woman, whatever her name was, the one that they had to protect. Yeah, you've got, you've got big scary man. Is it Matt Bomer? Yes. Uh, with you know, with his machine gun, I'm like, oh, this is the show off. This is like the this is the showdown. Oh, okay. Well, that's in retrospect, that's probably what that and was. So I was like, oh, this is where you know all the shit's got to go down. So then yeah. for them to then like have more after that, I was like, oh, bonus. Like this yeah, is. Yeah. Well, that's you're getting the the Shane Black feelings. <laughs> yeah, I was getting the Shane Black feelings because that's what I was. I was like, at the end, they recover the. P- pornographic film and i'm like okay well this feels like an ending so where's my shane black bonus uh, meanwhile you're sitting in the other seat going man this is all so much this is bonus <laughs> and that i was hungry for that i uh i don't know if it was a shocking moment but maybe the most shocking moment is when they just kill her is it amelia is that her name yeah uh, uh, it's I, uh, yeah, I'll go with you on that. <laughs> it's been a- I, you know what? I want to put another shocking moment to you. Um, is when they, uh, which scene is it? They're having a struggle, and there's a gunshot that goes out the window and just hits some random woman in in an adjoining, <laughs> like outside. Which to me was like, like I'm not sure how I felt about that. Did they just kill someone. They just there's killed a lot some- of just like errands. Death in yeah. this movie. I mean, the the one that I really did enjoy was the um, when they topple over the you know balcony and they're falling towards the pool. Yeah, and Ryan Gosling lands in the pool. <laughs> yeah, and the bad guy and just Keith splat. David just splats all over the which is in the trailer. Um, yeah, and is yeah it's that that very was, funny. Yeah, that I isn't it interesting? I don't. I offer you no explanation as to why, mm. but I was really not okay with them shooting a random woman, <laughs> and yeah, I was really okay with Keith David exploding just yeah, next I to mean, the pool. Keith David's, you know, he's a bad guy. I really yeah. like Keith David. I like both the kind of the henchmen, Keith David and uh, was it Bo Bo Nap, who's Bo blue, Nap. the blue faced guy, the blue faced guy. Oh, with the bag, the bag of yeah, money yeah. explodes. Yeah. I really like they were kind of you know they were thuggy, but they were like you remembered them. Yeah, I mean, you didn't, rem- you know. But I, 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 I remember yeah, them. I, it's, <laughs> I'm it's, saying they were memorable. They weren't just like oh hey boss, oh we got to rough up. It wasn't like yeah. your classic like wrestler body type. It was like it was you know people's. I so the mystery essentially is. Let me see if I can unravel it all. Mm-hmm. That they there's a, a message. What is what is the message? It's pro environment. Yeah, it was um, the case against one of the was it motor companies? Was it? Yes, that makes sense because uh, it was a motor show. Yeah. So so they put the this- Department of Justice was going to throw the case against the motor company. Yep. So they could just keep polluting. Right. And they, so they put that information into a film the only way they could by making it a pornography film. Yes. And then they plan to show the pornography film at an auto show. Yes. <laughs> and and that's catastrophic for the bad guys because then everyone will see this pornographic film and they'll know not to buy cars. I think they're going to show it in... I think they weren't just going to show it at there. I think they were going to show it in different 
Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> but that, yeah. No, no, it would have been catastrophic because it would have forced the Department of Justice to prosecute properly. Right. I there yeah there was something there was something there that I liked. But again, I felt like this movie for me could have gone another half an hour. And the and that extra half an hour would have been ooh that pornographic film was just a red herring the whole time. Because, you know, there's more. And I... Because I... I feel like that would have been an extra layer that didn't need to be there. Like, it was already... Like, it all makes sense at the end, but it was kind yeah. of a bit confusing and unraveling as it was. Yeah. Because at first it was like, oh, she's in a, a porno. Oh, it's because the mum's embarrassed by the porno, so she's trying to kill her because it's like... um, It's like going to sully her reputation, so that's why Amelia's being hunted down and all the people involved. But there, there was also, the, oh, yeah. I mean, the very start of the movie is the <laughs> the boy from Iron Man three, and he's looking through a porno magazine, and then there's the car, there's the car crash, yeah, and he goes outside, and there is the the same actress from his magazine, yeah, and Misty. and and how how does the crash? Yeah, it sound I, I, Misty Mountains. Misty right. Mountains. How does the crash suddenly? Make her naked. Or was she naked when she got into the car? Yeah, maybe she was at a shoot and then she started getting shooted. Shooted? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to do because shoot, shoot. You don't go to a shoot to get shooted. <laughs> well, that's what she thought. Yeah. And no, then all yes. of a sudden... Yeah. I, it does feel to me... I'm mangling the story left, right, and center. Yeah. But I, like, just to go from memory and go from... Well, what actually happened in it? And it's like... <laughs> My mind is, yeah, mincing it up. No, I think you're about right. So, so she was in the porno. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and she was killed because she was in the porno. Yeah. Yeah. As was, like, the director. Yes. As was the... The, the scene I really the enjoyed. The boyfriend who I think was, like, editing it or something was involved in the production. Yes, that's right. And the house burned down. Yeah, I think that's how he died. Yeah. Um, the scene I really enjoyed was when they were going, and it's the quintessential kind of action movie scene, mm. where they know the, the girl's in trouble and they're travelling up to the top floor to save her, and they open the lift. <laughs> yes. And the people are already, <laughs> like, like, already getting being secrets. killed. Uh, and they just, just close killed. the lift again. <laughs> Let's go back down uh. to the bar. Yeah, like, uh, maybe later. Maybe later. That's that's where I I enjoyed the movie a lot. I mean, I like I, I kind of like that she died in that they like made so much effort to look after this woman, yeah. and then when they finally got her safe in the house, and even like Ryan Gosling's daughter is like done the right thing and like expelled him from the house. Yeah, um, and she's obviously like. She's one of the best parts of the film. Just her, like, precociousness, but in the face of, like, her dad's a mess, so she's, like, the adult of the of the house. I it, keep saying- She's kind of the penny to his Inspector Gadget. Yes, very much so. It, it's interesting to me the way that movies like this balance out. You've got a party full of these, like, these ladies who are very- They're portrayed in a very kind of airheady kind of way. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, they're on like there are people who are dancing up on tables, you know. This this is a city, this is a town, and 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 especially the person whose house is is throwing this party is the kind of person that hires people to dance on tables mm. and do all those kinds of things. But it's like to balance out the portrayal of of women in that light, mm. 
you then have a daughter that's like super switched on and yeah. super knows what she's doing. Yeah. And is Penny from Inspector Gadget. But then you have that juxtaposition of, like, Amelia's safe in the house. And then she's like, I've got to get out. I've got to get out. Yeah. She yeah. runs out the window. The first car she hails down is Mr. Assassin Guy. And she just gets shot in the head. Doesn't he actually say something like, what an idiot or something? Like, he's <laughs> got a line. Yeah, he's, it's like, what is it? Like, oh, wow, or something. <laughs> yeah, just, which is just, like, reflective of the, the feel. Of the theatre when that happens. It's like, considering everything she's been through, she probably should have been more careful. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, at any time that you've got a gun, a bullet through your head, on retrospect, <laughs> yeah. should have like, been, show yeah. me a situation where you're not like, oh, could have been more careful. Yeah. I, um... Yeah, I was confused the whole movie, and then at the end it ended... I thought it was pretty straightforward, though. Like, it, it, it's confusing in the movie. Yes. But, like, we've explained the storyline. To watch it again, I would I would make more sense of it, I like, feel. Cause if but the- I, I tell you what, the very, very, very start of it. So, you've got Russell Crowe pulling up in the car, and he, he's talking to someone. It's like an enforcing thing that he's doing. Yeah. And he does, like, a voiceover. Mm. And it's so slickly handled that I was like, I'm going to have a lot of fun with this movie. Mm. And I I had some fun. Yeah, I had some fun. I you know I that's that's just how I felt. Okay, I like. <laughs> I was gonna say if I reckon if the storyline was because to be a mystery, right? Like it needs to it, it unravels itself over time, and then once you get to the end of it, hopefully it makes sense. Like this is no inherent vice. We talked about inherent vice what like two years ago now. Yes, no, not two years ago. We haven't been doing this podcast that long. A year three, ago, three years ago. <laughs> A year ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we haven't sounds... been doing this pod- podcast for two years. Um, and that, like, really doesn't make sense by the end of it. Yes. This makes sense by the end of it. Yeah. But the thing is, I think if the actual mystery was more convoluted or just more complicated, we'd still be going, what? Why did they? We'd probably be sitting here complaining about how complicated it was. Yeah, yeah. Or well, more no so. Doubt. Yeah, more so. <laughs> In your case. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think I was... Um, I was probably looking for twists that weren't there, right? Which is probably what I guess ended the twist. Up- the main twist was what that the porno wasn't a straight up porno. It was it had secret information, which is kind of. I, I mean, this is this is what I find in other Shane Black movies is that by the end of the movie, you're with fam. Like it's kind of like the start of the movie is with friends and they're all having fun, they're all having sex, and they're all having drugs and alcohol. And you're thinking, oh, I'm not comfortable here. I should be comfortable because there's sex and drugs and alcohol and all those fun things, but I'm not comfortable. And then by the end of the movie, you're with family, right? right? Like you're with the Murtaugh family. Mm. And and for some reason, the, the daughter has got a commercial going on and, and, and Roger doesn't realize, Roger doesn't realize, Paul. Yeah. He's told the entire station to watch this commercial. It's a commercial for condoms. <laughs> so, that's his daughter, okay? Riggs is going to give him hell over that. <laughs> but the, yeah. the point is, like, by the end of it, you're in this dom- domestic situation, which is much more, I don't know, wholesome. There's a wholesome kind of thing to it. And you see that in this movie, too. You see that with Ryan Gosling's mm. daughter. And you see that by the end, he's got an ad for their agency, which is him... You know, Russell and Ryan together, you know, partnering up. So, I mean, there are flecks of it there, but, I, you know, I don't know. 
Okay. I, I, I don't know what I'm even complaining about. Can I say about. I like how they... I thought it was going to be a loose thread. The, the old woman that's like, I saw a Misty. I saw a Misty yeah, in her door, yeah. in her window. I like how they that that was le- that thread was like exposed right like near the start and um, it was left hanging the whole time and I'm like nothing's gonna come from this nothing's gonna come from this yeah and no, I have faith in Shane Black and or even I thought it was like oh it must just been Amelia was there so that's why they thought like they got confused yep yep and then no and there was a nice little t- I liked it. And I like I that. I liked it. I like that actress as well. I don't mm. see her in nearly enough, but she was Iris Hinneman in Minority Report. So oh. she, in Minority Report, that actress was the lady. Oh, the old lady. Yeah, who invented the precogs. Lois Smith. Lois Smith. Oh, is that a yeah? That sounds like her name. She was in Twister. Oh, that makes sense. And Run All Night. Oh, that. I mean, that's also a thing that happened. And Army Wives <laughs> and Kill Shot. Okay, a lot of B movies. A lot of B movies I'm is, cycling through here. <laughs> is Army Wives, that was a TV show, wasn't it? Or maybe it was a movie. I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of Footy Wives. I don't know. Maybe it was, actually. Yeah. No, you're right. What's Footy Wives? <laughs> Footballers Wives. Footballers Wives. Is that what? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. I'm not sure. Just shoot me. Hey, she's been in a lot of things, is yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much all my feelings on the movie. Yeah, I too. I do I do get excited about rediscovering it later on. I, yeah. I do feel for me anyway, because I you know, there's that part of me that's like had different expectations going mm. in to see the movie. That I'm probably going to rediscover it and watch it and say, hey, there's more to this than yeah. I remembered. I just really like all the dark humour of it and everything. Yeah. I mean, where it's like the what's her name, um, like holding the gun on them. And then, you know, she slips up and <laughs> on the water and like shoots herself or whatever. <laughs> I love that. The Ryan Gosling crush on her. There. <laughs> Even yeah. after she's yeah. knocked herself out, he's like adjusting her head so she's comfortable. <laughs> I thought that was beautiful. That's nice. Uh, it'd be great. It's like if they had like a post-credit scene of like her visiting him, visiting her, like in jail, yeah. <laughs> like bringing him, like bringing her flowers and stuff. Yeah, that's just an idea, Shane. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. Would you want to see a nice guys too? I was thinking about this. I was thinking about the the Gosling Crow team up. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'd like to see them in a different film, but together. I I could go a nice guys too. Oh, okay. Because I feel like whatever it would be would be you you wouldn't have to do the whole introduction thing again. Yeah, yeah. You, you could just start off it. straight away with chasing down a car with a whole heap of South African cougars <laughs> in, in the trunk. Would um would any of the characters need that diplomatic immunity? <laughs> You can bet your life <laughs> that they will. I don't know. I mean, I, I worry that Russell Crowe is getting on in age. Yes, he might. Um, he might be too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> that's all right. We'll pair him up with Renee Russo, and they can talk talk about each other's scars. <clears throat> These are all lethal references. 
<laughs> yeah, if anyone's wondering, we're just making Lethal Weapon references. Yeah. Hey, no, no, think about it. Isn't there's a scene in one of the Lethal Weapons where some guy falls into a pool, right? Yes. Yeah. In the in number two. Oh, there you go. Uh, Joe Pe- Pesci. Mm. I always think I know how to pronounce people's names, and then I do this <laughs> podcast with you, Paul. Um, Joe Pesci is in witness protection, yeah. and they they come to the hotel room, uh, and the yeah, and they they room service mm. is not all it seems to be, Paul. Uh, yes, wink, wink, nudge, You know nudge. the reason I remember that scene is because in like I don't even know, maybe nineteen ninety eight or something, when I went to Movie World. On the Gold, on the Gold Coast, something, whatever, yep, yep. up in Queensland. I don't know which coast. Yeah, on the Gold Coast. Oh, it's on Gold yeah, Coast. Yeah, they the foley like demonstration where they show you how they do live foley. They did it for that scene, and I still to, to this day remember them dropping like a milk carton or something like that into a big bucket of water to make the splash sound for the lethal weapon scene. Wow. <laughs> okay, well, you don't have to feign excitement. No, that's not feigning. I wouldn't have even... I, If I was following that, yeah. and this is how much of a dope I am, I would have thought, well, we need a pool. <laughs> so they're very clever with how yeah. they do things. Yeah. And it also reminds me of... Um, I think there was a similar kind of fall into a pool, or maybe I'm thinking of a tar pit. But that, with uh, Last Action Hero, which oh, okay. was also a Shane Black. Oh, he, I don't think he, I've seen that movie. Yeah, he wrote that. Oh. And it, it, there's actually an early scene in Last Action Hero where there are a whole heap of cops who are running into a house. And there is a <laughs> a, a guy who looks, he, he's Caucasian and he talks very suspiciously similar to Riggs. Right. And there is a, a an officer who is black, who talks very suspiciously similar to Murtaugh. <laughs> oh, I see. And I his, get it. his very last line, as he gets blown up, is two days to retirement. <laughs> so, he's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky it's not Riggs and Murtaugh. Murtaugh. Murtaugh? Murtaugh. I think... <laughs> Is it, who's pronouncing Murto? Is it? It's me. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, that's our movie autopsy <laughs> for the nice guys and Lethal Weapons one through to seventy three. <laughs> uh, you can find us on uh, Facebook or us on Twitter. We just called Movie Autopsy. Just look it up. Yeah, I mean, presumably, if you have are listening to this, you have looked it up, unless you haven't. On <laughs> Facebook and Twitter, you could be listening to this without social mediaing us. Yeah, that's true. I I look. I don't know. Uh, I don't, I've yeah, never I don't met know. the listener. I don't know. I don't know how you're listening to this. If you're not doing it through subscribing, I mean, what are you doing? Subscribe. I mean, you can let, you can let us know. You can write the kinds of tweets to us that are just oh, this is what I do. This is how I have breakfast. This is what I in the afternoon. Hundred forty characters reached. <laughs> well, you know, multiple tweets, you can do okay. that if you want to I saw someone was like, if you can't say it in 140 characters, stop tweeting Yes I, Whenever anything, like stop typing, stop tweeting, stop messaging I just imagine a cat paw on top of the hand on the keyboard <laughs> It's time to stop posting that's a, that's a nice little mantra Yeah I like that. <laughs> Subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Do all the things. 
Tell people about the podcast. Yes. We're here for you. I gotta go. <laughs> Can you be here for them now? And I'll... I'll can I go, go have uh, a nap? Well, let's end the podcast, and then we'll both be here for them. But well, no, not really. Okay. <laughs> it's an empty promise. Empty. <laughs> yeah. We we pretend to be good, you know, but we're not really nice guys. You see, this is what I thought the nice guys would be. You get a feeling like it's ending, but it just keeps <laughs> on going. And then when it actually ended, I was like... Oh, it ended so suddenly. I've been Paul Culliver. I've been Anthony McCormack. See you next time. See you then. We have Ryan Crow. <laughs> Ryan Crow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>